0: You're listening to Steve Dace on Demand.
1: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And Merry Christmas, Happy Monday, welcome to the Steve Day Show, live on the Blaze On Demand at CRTV, and very soon we won't be saying that anymore. Details on that coming up here in a matter of moments. We will have some open phone time in the next hour of the show. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Because there was an interesting follow-up. You know, on Friday, we had this whole conversation on the roundtable about uh, missing links in the story between Russian collusion and guilty pleas and the Mueller probe. And I, I just wasn't satisfied With the answers, not that I thought the theories were necessarily wrong, but they they didn't quite explain what was going on. And then I should have probably just decided, you know what, let me just wait until Andrew McCarthy writes about this, because I might actually answer all my questions. He has he has done that quite a bit uh, throughout the course of, of my career, and he put out a piece this weekend. Uh, On this very dilemma we talked so much about on Friday, we're going to spend a good chunk of time next hour going through it and then opening up uh, the phone lines about it because I do think what's discussed in McCarthy's piece is going to be a centerpiece to something we're probably going to have to be compelled to discuss throughout the course of 2019, looking at where this story is headed. So we're going to do that coming up a little bit later on. Truth bomb of the day coming up a little bit later on in this hour. We'd love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show if you're listening to the podcast edition on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, etc., Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. If you're watching us live right now on uh, The Blaze or later today at CRTV On Demand, you're probably wondering, who am I looking around talking to? Because I forgot to mention, Todd and Aaron are here with me, as they are most days as well. Speaking of Aaron, let's get to it. We begin by getting updated on what happened while we were away.
2: What happened while we were away, brought to you by H.W. George H.W. Bush passed away Friday evening. He was 94 years old. A World War II veteran, Bush served his country in many capacities, not least of which, of course, was his term as president in the late 80s and early 90s. He was preceded in death by his wife, Barbara, who passed away earlier this year. Of course, leave it to the Associated Press to come up with one of the most tasteless headlines ever. George H.W. Bush, a patrician New Englander whose presidency soared with the coalition victory over Iraq and Kuwait, but then plummeted in the throes of a weak economy that led voters to turn him out of office after a single term has died. He was 94. Riots have rocked the capital of France as mobs have looted and burned buildings, cars, and wreaked havoc across Paris. It's unclear why they're rioting. It's France. But this Guardian story says it's because of high taxes. Numerous outlets have reported that the illegal immigrant caravan making its way through Mexico has turned around after finding out it was not quite as easy to get into the U.S. as they had hoped. Here's the aftermath of what they left behind. In other news, who says statesmanship is dead?
3: To the representative from Lombard, I would like to make him a broth of Legionella and pump it into the water system of his loved one so that they can be infected, they can be mistreated, they can sit and suffer by getting aspirin instead of being properly treated, and ultimately die. And we are talking about our nation's heroes.
2: That's Illinois State Representative Stephanie Kifowit wishing death on a Republican and his family because he doesn't support... Her legislation here in our backyard of Iowa, we've been seeing many stories and updates on that story of racist graffiti being left in dorm rooms at Drake University. You know what's coming next. It was all a hoax by an 18 year old student. And now a Michael Cohen welfare check.
1: I talked to a source close to the White House uh, earlier today who described Michael Cohen as a, quote, rat, adding that inmates hate rats.
2: Yikes. Yikes. And now, finally, a game of The Onion or Politico, where I'll read an excerpt of a story and you have to decide whether it's The Onion or Politico. The most serious threat to Avenatti's political ambition is a still-pending domestic violence case in Los Angeles. While the district attorney's office declined to press a felony charge, a Los Angeles city attorney is still reviewing a misdemeanor case. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a piece of serious journalism from Politico. And yeah, I'm pretty sure Michael Avenetti is having a bit of a rough time. He's been evicted. He's been arrested for domestic violence. And he's been referred to the Department of Justice by the Senate Judiciary Committee on a felony matter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's having a rough go of it. And that's what happened while we were away in two minutes or less.
1: I don't believe Jim Acosta got a source from the White House to say that. I just don't. I don't believe he has any sources close to the White House unless, you know, it's him and his buddies standing, you know, like outside the White House and they're close to it and they're commiserating. I just, I don't, I don't believe any of that. Do I believe Trump could say something like that? Yeah. But I think he would just actually say it out loud or tweet it. Like, I don't think they'd leak it to Jim Acosta of all people. So I don't buy that. Let, let's get to... Why we can't have nice things and we just generally suck at things with what happened over the weekend uh, with the death of uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. And, you know, a key aspect to adulting is the ability to multitask, the ability to see multiple things at one time rather than childlike thinking, where I'm in this box and I can't see outside of this box. And, you know, and then your mom has to say stuff to you. Well, if all your friends jumped off a building, would you do it too? Because you're so immersed in this box of, I want this and it has to be this. And you saw this again over the weekend. Now, I I, I don't think, I I think we saw some phoniness. Not to the level of what we saw with McCain. When, When McCain passed away, You know, a media that he cozied up to in his political life, his entire career, always at the expense of us. Like there was never a time John McCain cozied up to the media in order to take our side over theirs. Can you ever think of that time? I cannot. Because there wasn't one. Every time it was to side with them over us. But the minute that he clinched the GOP nomination in 08, now there's a front page story in the New York Times about him being an adulterer and he's a racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigot and he's the least, he's the most anti-choice presidential campaign candidate of all time is what uh, NARAL said when in 2000, when he ran for the nomination against George H.W. Bush, he actually ran on not repealing Roe v. Wade. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then of course, after he loses, just wait for a few weeks and now he's back and they're good. I mean, everything, almost. I shouldn't say everything. The vast majority of what you saw from John McCain uh, in the in media reaction to his passing was just total phoniness. And you saw some of that. I mean, uh, the, the same people that um, acted as if, you know, he was out of touch and a racist and a misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic bigot now suddenly are like, man, I wish we had wish we had more Republicans like him. All right, So we, we saw some of that. Let me tell you, though, where you didn't see the phoniness in that tweet from the AP. That's not phony.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Yes. In fact, I respect that more. Let's just, you know, what did I say a few weeks ago about the election? Let, let's, let's stop pretending. Can we? We're getting a head start on next year's theme. No BS. That's next year's thing. No BS. Just, just keep it real, That's the kids say today. Just, let's just be honest. We're all, we're all consenting adults at the key party. We all know why we're here. Let's, we don't need to butter each other up. There doesn't need to be any witty one-liners. We need to lie about our real identity. We all know why we're here at the key party. All right? We're all the same desperate suburbanites looking for something to excite us. We're all here for the same reason. So let's just be honest about it. Can we just be honest? We're all consenting adults. Can we be honest? Can I be honest? It's Monday. We'll give it a try. We're just going to be honest. All right. You know, we're going to concoct narratives to get the desired outcome we want. We're going to reverse engineer facts to get the desired outcome we want. Let's just stop lying about it. You know, getting over on one another is one thing. You can even respect a combatant in that arena. But when you play me for a fool, I got, I got no time for that. That's when it gets personal. That's, that's when I got to come at you. That's when I got to, you know, that's when it goes from Elliot Ness to Sean Connery in the Chicago way. I just don't, no, don't. Don't be on me and tell me it's raining, all right? I, I understand you want to end me and my way of life, all right? And I've come to understand I'm going to have to end your way of life in order to stop you from doing it because you won't accept any middle ground whatsoever. I, I'm okay with accepting that. Just don't lie to me in the process. At least give me the honor of being honest about who you are and what you really think. Can you, can you at least give me that? I don't think that's asking too much. That's why I have mad props for what AP did. Mad props for the New York Times busting out the completely debunked story, which is not true. It is true that George H.W. Bush did look at his watch during that debate in 92 with the dude with the ponytail. said, treat us like we're your children. That part's true. I mean, I watched that live. I remember that. But the whole supermarket story, that never happened. Um, it actually came from a pool reporter and, and, and was not even from the New York Times reporter who wrote, broke the story originally, that George W. Bush visited a grocery store when he was running for president in 1992, or George H.W. Bush, and he didn't know how the supermarket counter worked. And just They're trying to peg him as an elitist. That, that's not actually the story, and the reporter who wrote that story wasn't even there for it. It was a pool report. That was later debunked, okay? I mean, George Herbert Walker Bush did throw up on some foreign leaders. Remember that? That did happen. He did look at his watch. It, he did say, no, new, read my lips, and then break one of the worst promises broken in the history of American politics. Those things happened. We don't have to make things up. If you want to defeat George H.W. Bush, just go with the stuff you know. Don't, you don't have to make stuff up. But they did. They made stuff up, too. And 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 all these libs who lined up this last weekend, talking about man, I wish we had more Republicans. They're making stuff. They're making stuff up too. Okay, that is that that's as phony as your Jordache jeans, brother. All right, don't don't no no don't don't do that. Don't just keep it real. You don't want me. You don't like me. You want to end my way of life. Okay. And see, I can accept that without making it personal, because I'm a guy. We come out of the womb compartmentalizing things, okay? We compartmentalize sex and love, money and ambition. We live in a day, we've been compartmental. That's why every guy, I don't care, from the moment they can say no to the moment that they can't talk at the other end of the spectrum, all men are all the same, regardless of language, creed, custom, color. Culture. What's the game? How do I win? What are the rules? And I will compartmentalize anything to get me what I want. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Nope. There might be a skinny jeans clause to that. I'm not sure. <laughs> What's the game? What are the rules? How do? Who's keeping score? How do I win? And everything's compartmentalized in those situations. Okay? That's why when you ask him, what are you thinking? He either really isn't thinking anything, or you probably don't <laughs> want to know what he's thinking about. All right? And chances are it's probably like, I still can't freaking believe we punted on that fourth and one and gave Aaron Rodgers the ball back That's and then true. lost. Yeah. That's that. that and and then are, they say, why do I talk to you at all? Yes, we are masters of compartmentalization. And I'm, I'm perfectly happy with, I'm still commanded to love my neighbor as I love myself. I'm perfectly happy to treat you as a human being while I'm trying to defeat you. Just, all I ask in return, don't lie to me. Just, you know. One of us, this is Die Hard, one of us is Bruce Bruce Willis, the other is Hans Gruber. We have a different idea, probably, of which one of us is which in this morality tale, but one of us is each of those characters, all right? I'm John McClane, you're Hans Gruber, or you think I'm Hans Gruber, and you think you're John McClane, cool. One of us is getting out of this tower alive. I get that. In the meantime while we're deciding and fighting over who it will that will walk out of here of his own accord. I don't think it's too much to ask if you just just don't lie to me. Okay? And there was a whole bunch of lying over the weekend. And I got to tell you, the jump the shark is Chris Matthews bringing Franklin Graham on to talk about George H.W. Bush's relationship with Billy Graham. I can't bend down far enough for my head to hit the desk, so I had to simulate the noise. All right? So this was Chris Matthews the other night. Is everybody who's ever voted for a Republican a racist? (laughs) Next, Franklin Graham on the faith of George H.W. Bush, followed by... We're pretty convinced everybody that's ever voted Republican is a racist. Next on Hardball. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what? Let me say it differently. Come on, man. Come on. Really? Come on. No. And I don't need Franklin Graham going on there. You know, Chris, I really appreciate No, you don't. You don't appreciate it at all. Come on. Just. So. Much self-deception, so many lies. Stop. Can we stop? No, we're gonna stop here. No, no, I smell that. It smells like something I flushed. If you know what I'm saying, stop lying to. Let's stop lying to each other. The only people that were honest on the left were the AP. <laughs> And the New York Times and others who urinated all over George H.W. Bush's grave, despite the fact, when he wasn't admirably serving his country, which was most of his adult life, and when he wasn't a model husband and father, which was the rest of the most of his adult life, in between, and this is the thing I, you know, we say on our show, human beings are complicated creatures. We're We're not algorithms. We're not formulas. It is absolutely true George Herbert Walker Bush is one of the greatest public servants that's ever lived in American history. It's also absolutely true that on every single divisive issue that mattered, he did his best to satisfy them more than stand up with us when he was in office. That's also true. Even to the detriment of his own presidential aspirations. He, he essentially won on read my lips, no new taxes, and then went out there and worked with James Wright uh, and, and the House and Senate Democrats on what was at the time the largest tax increase in American history. And it probably cost him his presidency. It, it split his own caucus. You saw Vin Weber and Newt Gingrich and the new conservatives, Trent Lott. Kind of funny to think of Trent Lott as a new conservative now because he's like the, he became like the ultimate swamp thing. But you saw that group of new conservatives break away from the Bob Michael, George H.W. Bush wing. Pat Buchanan rose up in the middle of that and, and, and primary George H.W. Bush from the right even winning the New Hampshire primary. And it cost him. And then you had Ross Perot come in from the middle. After that, in the general, and George H. W. Bush ended up getting the the lowest percentage of the popular vote of any American president running for re-election since Taft in 1912, when he also faced a primary. Essentially, when Teddy Roosevelt came out of uh, retirement with the Bull Moose Party, which was the Liberal Republican Party at the time. So. I, I know we aren't able of saying capable of saying these things. We, we we for example, FDR is one of the worst presidents in American history. He's also one of the greatest heroes of the 20th century, and we'd all be Sieg heiling right now, more than, or we'd more than likely be Sieg Heiling right now if it weren't for him. Why? Are, I, Steve, how can those things be true? Well, because he set the wheels in motion of the modern welfare state and progressive coercion of, of via the state that have, in the picking of winners and losers, that have become really the ruinous of American um, exceptionalism in the last half generation. You're bearing
2: and, the lead, though. Was he a Democrat or a Republican? He was a Democrat. Well, know. then he's terrible.
1: On the other hand, we'd all be figuring out Do I hire with my right or my left right now? And who's God? Uh, Hirohito, Hirohito's grandkid, because all the Bibles would be gone, or the odds of that would be much higher if it weren't for FDR. That's just the reality, you know? And so Ronald Reagan betrayed us on numerous domestic policy issues as president of the United States. He also won the existential clash of the era against the Soviet Union, and he gave conservatives like us a place of prominence and position and, and influence in a major political party, which we'd never, ever had before. You know? I mean, we are not cut-and-dried creatures. We're not math formulas. We're not algorithms. So, we, we you know, I, I saw this debate over the weekend. Well, yes, Trump has given us more conservative policy. But George H.W. Bush was a better person and character matters more. Or it doesn't really matter how Donald Trump treats himself, other people or lies to the American people because he's giving me the policies. These are the arguments of children, either side. They're not adult arguments. An adult says, you know, part of George H. W. Bush's character is that he gave his word to the American people on something sacrosanct—their own money, their own productivity—and he li- he broke it. He lied to them. Does that, is that on a part of your character? It should be. It, it should be. It absolutely should be. Now, do I think it drowns out sixty years of being a model husband and father? In my view, no. Other people may have different views because they weren't his dad and they weren't his husband and they, and they put their trust in him and he betrayed them. But that again goes to we're human beings. And one of the main sources of arguments when we actually have them in our culture today because most of what we call an argument is not an argument. It's me trolling you usually behind your back or passive-aggressively on social media. You returning fire, and then that's the argument. That, that's, it's monkeys flinging Yeah, PCs. that's exactly what it is. It's not an argument. When we actually have arguments, most of them are false choices. Mm-hmm. Because the correct answer is to ask, why wasn't a guy as faithful, as, as, as faithful of a public servant And as a husband, a father, when he, when, why, why did he act unfaithfully in violating the number one promise of his campaign? Or I I, kind of think we should almost be more thankful when someone with a demonstrated lack of character, and that's being kind in the case of Donald Trump actually does keep his campaign promises and gives us, what we asked of them, it's 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 more complicated than than your fake binary choice. And those of us that are raising children, I would, I I don't understand why we don't see that. I mean, are your kids all the same? Not even close. Not even close. Do you have do you have, do you have kids that? You know, in certain areas, they get it, and yet they just let you down when you know they know better. That has happened. And then you have kids that you know, just you ask yourself, man, I, I wonder if this kid's ever going to get it. And then suddenly they just shock you, and they're just Luke Skywalker in the Death Star trench when you least expected it. Right? That's the roller coaster of parenting. Yeah. Think your parents thought the same thing about you and your siblings? Oh yeah, I'm certain. Yeah. Weird. So what you're telling me is, human beings are complicated. Is that that what we're... Among other things, yes. The the full legacy of someone's life may not fit in a, well, now 280-character tweet, maybe, right? Yes. Or a clickbaity headline. That's so much. And I am free to be critical of the domestic political legacy FDR left behind while at the same time being eternally grateful to him for the, yes. for the resolve and leadership he showed when we faced, you know, to borrow a, a phrase in a movie from a year ago, our darkest hour in Western civilization. Is that okay or not, do you think? Not only is it more than okay,
0: it's, isn't that what we call in parenting our most important job? That, we call that tough love, that combination yeah. of, of figuring out how to apply love in its proper context. Love is sometimes just some honesty that, that feels like ripping a Band-Aid off, but that's still
1: love. And similarly here when it comes to George Herbert Walker Bush to me I don't I don't know for me as a husband and a father I can aspire realistically to a better role model honestly I'd like better politicians though but, you know and so when the arena, so when I'm in a when, when when and when and maybe it's 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 unfair to him because he's from a different generation his son is not and his son should be far more aware of the fact that the domestic political opponents of this day and age are not what they were 25, 30 years ago. They are every bit as out to end you as the foreign threats are. And in many cases, they side more with the foreign threats than they do. Americans that they disagree with on the right. Cue the Democrat and her broth of Legionella. Uh, That we just had in the exact same. Yeah. I hope you die for not, uh, for whatever reason, siding with my particular piece of legislation. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know? And so, I, I it could be George Herbert Walker Bush just from a different era. Maybe and maybe it's unfair to assume that he would he should have known that Democrats in 1991 were going to betray his deficit reduction tax. Okay. I don't think any Republican ought to be given any kind of exemption in 2018. Do we at least agree on that? Absolutely. But as, as much as I think he's a, a model role model as a husband and a father, as a politician, I need, I need better. I need guys who are tougher. I need guys who are going to side with me more than the other side. And, and and I had people this weekend tell me that that was offensive to his legacy. I, why? I didn't make his legacy. He did. Who, who, who else said, read my lips? Who, who actually said those words? Who said those words? That would be H.W. And then who who went back on him and signed the biggest tax increase in it? Also, HW. So then, vis-a-vis, whose legacy is that?
0: His and his alone.
1: His and his alone. I'm not insulting anyone's legacy any more than the meteorologist is ruining your day, uh, because he's responsible for the weather. He simply just reported to you what happened outside. He has no responsibility for what the weather is. It's above his pay grade. I, I had nothing to do with those things. So, I, I, here's here's something really weird. I was like totally comfortable tweeting out over the weekend the incredibly stirring testimonies of his love and devotion to his wife and children. At the same time pointing out that the political lesson to learn from his presidency is give these people on the left nothing. For nothing is what they will give you in return. And you know why I was comfortable saying both of those things simultaneously? Wait for it. Wait for it because they're both true because they're both true. That's why.
0: And going to where you started with this, how can we possibly hope to defeat the left when the left is being is willing to be more honest with the lay of the land than you are? That's what you said about that headline. You said, hey, Republican dies, moving on. Okay, thanks for being honest. Now let's go back to Mortal Kombat instead of the lying, which we, on whatever our side is anymore, does to ourselves on a daily basis.
1: See, Back to, back to the Chris Matthews thing, I think it's actually entirely possible that he was more sincere in his honoring of George H.W. Bush than he is in calling you a racist all the time. Because I remember when when George W. Bush was running for the presidency. Chris Matthews was very friendly and favorable to him. Gave him tons of positive coverage. Chris Matthews was devastating every night. Go back and find the clips. here on YouTube. I used to watch it with my own eyes. He was devastating to the Clintons during the whole Lewinsky-Ken uh, Starr saga. He was so devastating that there was even a point in time he was the fill-in host of Rush Limbaugh, guys. Okay? See, I think, it, I think it's entirely possible Chris Matthews was more sincere in talking to Franklin Graham about the faith of George H.W. Bush than he is doing you're all a racist on TV every night, but here's the problem. We don't know. He has his own Kirsten Powers split yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah, thing we, going we, on. We, 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 we don't know, we don't know the answer to that. We don't. But here's what we do know. What we do know is the New York Times and the Associated Press that kept it real. And you know what? I respect it. Because I like to know, to me, my worldview does best and we all know where we stand. That's why my worldview is not afraid of wolves. Not in the least. It's the wolves in sheep's clothing that it's leery of. You know, the, 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 the wizard who looks, who is your old mentor in white, and then Saruman throws off the robes, and he is a disciple of darkness. That's, that's, where, that's what my worldview is leery of. All right, but when the lines are stark and cut and dried, I'm okay with that. My worldview's never lost a fight when that's been the case. So bring me the honesty, which is exactly why we're going to drop another truth bomb when we come back here live on the blaze on demand at CRTV. Stay tuned. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. 888-900-3393 is the number. Keep it handy. We're going to open up the phone lines a little bit later on. 888-900-3393. If you haven't heard of home title fraud yet, uh uh-oh, it is the latest crime spree exploding across the country. Why? Because... It's the most valuable asset that the vast majority of Americans will have in their lifetimes, their own home, particularly to be more specific, the equity in that home. So you might be thinking right now, man, I, I can't afford this mortgage payment. If someone wants to you know, jack my, uh, my home title, they, they're welcome. Uh, no, they, they won't be making the payments for you. They'll be liquidating your equity. That's why they're after it. And so when you go to sell the home and you're expecting that windfall or you maybe have uh, you know, renovations or a wedding to pay for and you're looking at a HELOC, a second or third mortgage, something where you want to go ahead and capitalize on the investment you made in that home and then you think there's some equity there to liquidate or to cash out and there's nothing there. Uh, chances are you may have been a victim of home title fraud. See, our home titles are all online nowadays. So nobody has to go down to a Bureau of Records or a county recorder with a photo ID uh, and then comb through mountains of, of voluminous works. They can just pilfer it right off of the website, forge a signature in some cases. It's just that simple. And voila. They have a hold of your home equity. Don't let that happen to you. If you've got identity theft protection, which you should, by the way, uh, that won't protect you from this. So if you own a home, if you own rentals, if you've got elderly parents that may not be the most tech savvy but have lived in that house for a long time, which means they've got a ton of equity built up in that home, all vulnerable to potential home title fraud, find out right now. Uh, Whether you are vulnerable, it is a free title scan and report being offered right now by our friends at Home Title Lock. That's right, a free title scan and report. If you sign up for it at HomeTitleLock.com, where for just pennies a day, they put a virtual barrier around your home's title. That's HomeTitleLock.com. All right, today's truth bomb. Again, for those of you that are wondering about this new segment, it's just something we totally contrived so that I could help to drive more uh, pre-release sales to my upcoming book. Truth Bombs, Confronting the Lies Conservatives Believe to Our Own Demise, uh, available January the 15th, bookstores, amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. But you can pre-order your book in time for Christmas right now at amazon.com. And so here's today's truth bomb. I am at my wits end with exchanges like this. And this isn't the only example of one that I had over the weekend. I'm having these a lot. Okay. So this is a guy who wants to come at me uh, because I I, I wasn't, um, I guess, honoring enough. Of George Herbert Walker Bush's legacy and pointing out the political lesson of the day is that even someone as, as, as kind as George Herbert Walker Bush, who spent much of his political career, he invented the term voodoo economics to go after Reagan's supply-side economic theories, violated his no-new-taxes pledge, etc. Someone that went out of his way to find common ground with the other side of the aisle, several of them still When he passed away, couldn't withstand the temptation to urinate on his grave. And so this person that says, hey, you know, uh, you're taking your cues from Trump. So I went and looked. Is there anything about Donald Trump in the... Did I even mention Donald Trump's name in the whole conversation we just had about George Herbert Walker Bush? Did his name come up? Other than talking about his character. Yes. But that was it. Yes. I didn't mention anything in the tweet. Originally, about this yesterday, didn't talk about it yesterday. Put this on my Facebook wall, and the first few posts right away on my Facebook page were, uh, yeah, but what about uh, the Trump cult and the nasty things they're saying about George W. Bush or George H.W. Bush? Um, Here's today's truth bomb. I went and, by the way, I I, I went and looked at the guy who gave me this response. I went and looked at his Twitter feed. Um, How many references to the legacy of George H.W. Bush do you think he had tweeted?
2: Well, I, we live in an age of consistency where multiple things can be true and people are acting like adults, so I'm guessing he was just it was lambasted all all up and down his Twitter feed.:
1: Yeah, about that. there weren't any no, I, I had to, I, I, I stopped scrolling at about nine because they were all trump this, Trump, that, Trump this, trump that so 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 here's today's truth bomb. all right? Never Trump has become never truth. Let me repeat that. Never Trump has become never truth, and if you're sitting there on my Facebook wall, yes, I'm talking about you. In case you're wondering, if you have, um, here's the motto of our show: If you have to ask, it's usually about you. Um, if you're sitting there on my Facebook wall, and I'm pointing out that several of the same uh, leftists that the Bush family has gone out of its way to treat respectfully, kindly to find political common ground with are now dunking on him posthumously. And your initial response was, well, what about the behavior of Trump cult? Congratulations. You are exactly what you claim to condemn. Exactly. You're no different whatsoever. None. None. Zip, zilch, nada, none. You have turned Trump into your idol. You are obsessed with him. And this is happening comprehensively you see this with fake social justice warrior Christianity and American evangelicalism now where I, I, I guess I was totally unaware of the fact that America's churches were desegregated until Trump came along and, and now we're all retreating to our, our, our racial corners again. Really? Cause I kind of thought they were pretty segregated long before Donald Trump showed up. And, and I'm just, I'm at this point now where I'm going to start treating y'all as ruthlessly as I did the Trump cult, folks. Because if we're at the point, I'm like the guy who coined the phrase Trump cult. I think I did write the first national column pointing out the cultic behavior of some of Trump's supporters and the difference between a cause and a cult. I believe I'm, like some of you think I'm the guy that came up with you uh, you will be made to care. And I keep having to tell you, I didn't make that up. Eric Erickson did. All right, and I I, I even keep trying to give him credit for that line, and I keep having people. Well, it's like you say, you will be. No, I didn't say that. All right, I am the guy though that was on the front lines of of coining it, Trump cult. I'm at the point now though that you're 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 your own cult. That never Trump has become its own cult. Yep, it's never truth, and 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 you are you are determining what your positions are based off of your disdain for donald trump congratulations here's your here's your sign uh you know here's your free sample of kool-aid and yes the hail bob ship will be picking you up soon i i'm just i'm just done and i'm and i'm and i'm just gonna get increasingly ruthless if for no other reason it just makes me kind of feel good um because you just annoy the living crap out of me and i'm just and everyone and everyone else and i'm just i'm beyond done tolerating it. it well you should be but it's be it's more important than
0: that just their disdain for donald trump increasingly it's showing their disdain for the base
1: of the republican yeah. party and conservative
0: yeah. and conservatism and real people who live and die by
1: that not the algorithm as you just got done talking about earlier hey listen it's a really complicated process man i i get it i, I do this full time and hang around our studio on and off the air there are there are plenty of days since Donald Trump came to power where I am like you guys will vouch for this. You guys, I'm 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 so out. I can't stand it. The the douche act. I, I I the immaturity. I can't. And then like an hour later, I'm like, man, he did something for us we could never get a typical Republican could do for us. And like the next morning again, I'm just like I'm out. I, I just can't. Your sanity has appeared questionable these yeah, last I, two I, years. But, but you know what it is. I, I again, it's the it's the it's it's trying to sit here and call ball strikes. <laughs> And you're dealing with a guy that's all over the strike zone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean the yeah, you're like John John Cruck in one of the greatest videos of all time, the '93 All-Star Game at, at Camden Yards with Randy Johnson up there on the mound, and he doesn't know where the ball's going, and he steps, and, he, and the ball goes behind him, and he steps out of the batter's box, and he's looking around. Remember that? Clip? Oh yes. That's how I feel most days because I'm just trying to step up to the plate and call balls and strikes, and the strike zone keeps moving. You know, and I, I don't really like being double-minded. I, I, I just, what I have found is that's the cost of not losing your, your integrity in the age of Trump. The guy's a mercurial figure and he's capable of very high highs and very low lows. You know, and he, and his, his, his persona reminds me so much of the stepdad I was raised with that I've talked about before. And I've talked about Dave in an abusive context. I learned a lot of valuable lessons from Dave and not always the wrong way. Um, he pushed me to not be a quitter uh, and not always deconstructively. There were plenty of times he did so constructively. I think one of the reasons I struggled so much with my childhood is because we would have very high highs and very low lows. Dave was capable of incredible acts of self-sacrifice and charity. And then you'd come home you know, the next day from school thinking, everything's good again and he had a bad day at work and it was you know the great San- robert Duvalls, the great santini you never knew where you stood with him does it sound a little bit like donald trump a little bit a little bit i mean donald trump is kind of in my mind dave dace with just a lot more money you know and you'll watch the way he handled jim acosta and we played that video a couple of weeks ago and i thought he just handled him masterfully absolutely masterfully And then, you know, he'll um, just the next day, complete malaprompt. We'll look at each other. Do you know what that was? Do you know what he's even told? And so I can only react to what is actually happening. I can't control Donald Trump's behavior. And I, I can't control the positions and policies he takes. What I can control is not losing my damn mind either way. I can control that. And, and so I kind of feel like we need to balance the scales here because we have been like on the front lines of clubbing Trump cult over the head. And I kind of feel like we've left the never, we kind of, you know, every now and then we've kind of pointed out the fallacy of the never Trump cult and that the reality is these people are really just, most of them not conservatives and they just that and that's why they seem to disdain the fact Trump is governing from the right more than was expected because it it exposes the the scam of their entire careers that they ever pretended to be that's conservative right. in the first place but we're reaching the point now where i cannot make a critical political opinion which has nothing to do with Donald Trump for some of you that if i don't club this group over here you immediately jump to this card and so I'm. I'm gonna kind of, we're gonna kind of balance the scales out a little bit more now, and I'm. I'm gonna club you more. Because you deserve it, and and here's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna have the you know that really. tist, tisk, you know, uh, tone of voice David French writes in a lot you know, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really disappointed, uh, while I pimp slap you around, and I'm gonna be like, oh man, I wish I didn't have to do this. I. I wishn't I have to throw you under the bus for being a bunch of being a clown show yet again, but
2: stay in your lane. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna, and I'm I'm gonna pretend to like regret doing it, but I just need you to know up front I'm I'm not regretting it at all because you need someone, uh, you need someone to break their foot off in your backside, and by golly, I'm really into like self-appointed positions like America's self-appointed uniforms are for sports teams. You know, I'm gonna self-appoint here, um, that. I'm going to be the breaking my foot off in, uh in your backside guy a lot in the next few weeks and months, because y'all lost your minds. And I kind of think it's even worse than Trump cult in some respects. And I'm, and I mean, if you were never a conservative like Bill Crystal, then I, or Max boot, I get why you're doing what you're doing. But if you're actually a conservative and you're still losing your mind over Trump, doesn't mean you can't be critical. We're, Pretty critical on yeah. a regular basis. Here. Yes, we are. Yep. But but if you're he if if you like want to reject the things he's doing for you, so you can hold on to this disdain, I kind of think it it's for your own good that we do this. In fact, if not, I, I've talked myself into believing now this is apostolic. I think it's a I think it's 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 tough love as you said earlier, Todd. Right? I think it's necessary. So I'm going to take on this mantle with glee. Because it's, it's, it's one thing to jump for a, uh, into a cult for a guy before he's ever done anything for you or let you down. That's terrible unto itself. That was Trump cult. It's another thing, though, to hold on to your anger and bitterness and resentment for a guy w- when he's actually doing anything at all to your benefit and then, like, rejecting it. I don't, I don't understand that at all. And... I don't want to. So I think I'm just going to lash out at it instead. I think that's a perfectly mature response, Todd. Uh,
0: these last two years, a lot of time has been spent in here. In I, I, basically, the paraphrase is, I just can't. I just can't. I'm blocking these people. I can't. I can't. Yet, like two weeks ago or something, he came in and he had a big smile on his face. He
1: said, you know what, America? I think I can. I'm back, baby. <sighs> I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I'm the somewhat pudgy engine that could. That's what I am now. And that that's a good segue to the big announcement that we had here uh, is I, I don't know how much about this I can say so I won't say very much but um, I helped to put together a meeting of uh, some prominent conservatives after the 2016 election and it was scheduled weeks in advance of the election um, and it was about How can we work together? And and it was in anticipation of that Hillary was going to win and anticipation of the fact that she would use the full coercive power of government to go after dissent, that we would go from bake the cake, bigot, to say what I want, bigot, print what I want, bigot. And what would that look like? And uh, the people in that group were of varying degrees. I wouldn't say there was any Trump cultist in the group. Some people that were willing to vote for him warily. Some people that were like, absolutely, I will not vote for him. Some people that were like, I I really want Hillary to lose, but I don't want to have to vote for him, okay? Um, But there were no, everybody there was some semblance of a culture warrior. There were no fake conservatives in that group. And several of them would be names people would know. And then by the time we got together for the meeting, the election did not turn out the way that we thought. And now... We were left wondering, what is that going to mean in this day and age? And, and no one could have possibly known at that moment. No, so then- no, and there were a lot of theories. And I remember in the middle of the meeting, there were, CNN was on one of the big monitors at the facility we were meeting at the day after, and, and it was literally two days after the election. And we were watching just crazy levels of reporting, crazy stuff. I mean, it, essentially, they, CNN was trying to make it look like Steve Bannon won the presidency.
0: That seems like a life, Steve Bannon. I know Just the name. I know.
1: Yeah. All right, <laughs> who a- and uh, and we were sitting around thinking the truth is going to be very difficult to hold on to, because it was clear only two days in before Trump's even sworn in, he's two days as president elect, and it was clear that the mainstream media was going to go way was going to go way out in the left field, and now they're way even beyond what we were thinking two days after the twenty sixteen election. And we were going to, it was going to be, can we hold him accountable from a conservative perspective? Are we going to have to buy into the trial? And one of the things that was discussed was, you know, those of us that want to have, to to be able to feed our families and promote genuine conservatism that doesn't buy into, I have to rip Trump when he's right or criticize him or, 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 you know, um, or, or praise him when he's, when he's wrong, um, we're going to have to find some kind of way to all work together more comprehensively because, um, social media is coming after us. The legacy advertisers are getting leery, you know, the major corporations, it doesn't matter how many listeners Rush Limbaugh has. He'll never get into He'll never get a Ford motor company ad ever again. It just won't happen. Remember it was, it wasn't it Ford who was running ads on a show 10 years ago. We didn't take tarp money. It was Ford or general motors. One of the big auto companies would have been Ford. Okay. Yeah. Um, they'll never do it again just because of the nature of where we're at politically today. And, you know, we just sat around thinking, is there a way from a, you know, to, to make it where more of us can work together? Cause if we don't, we're going to, what's the old Benjamin Franklin line, you can hang together or you can hang separately. Right. And when I heard about this over the weekend, this merger between CRTV and the blaze, that, conceptually is exactly what we were kind of dreamcasting that day at that meeting and it's going to be a huge boost for our industry uh, for you as conservative media consumers and we're going to talk more about why here when we come back stay tuned <laughs> And we're back here on the Steve Day Show, live on The Blaze, on demand at CRTV. And uh, soon we won't be saying that. Soon it's just going to be live and on demand at Blaze Media. And we're going to explain why here in just a few moments. But first, I got to tell you about some fake news, or at least where you find it a lot. And it comes with those so-called superfoods that are out there. You ever turned over that bag panel? You know, like, what makes this thing super? And the very first words at the top, it says supplement facts. Well, right away it tells you it's not a real food. It's made from extracts. And a group of physicians got together, formed this company called Brick House Nutrition. And like, you know, what if we made a superfood that was actually a food? And one of the things they came up with is called Field of Greens. And it it's a it's a godsend in our home because I'm actually getting vegetables into my son Noah's regular regimen because he loves drinking his field of greens shakes they remind him of those green machine things he loves from uh, the not so naked juices which you know are great except there's 700 grams of sugar which kind of defeats the purpose of you know eating all your vegetables when it's just loaded with a bunch of sugar anyway that kind of negates all that uh, nutritional value and that's the cool thing too when you turn over the panel on your field of greens, It doesn't say supplement facts. It says nutrition facts. You know why? Because it's made with real food. So, you know, one scoop of Field of Greens is a full serving of real certified vegan, vegetarian, USDA, organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants that help to boost your immune system, particularly uh, noteworthy this time of year with cold and flu season upon us. It's a daily clean green energy for your body. So for a limited time offer, you can go to BrickHouseSteve.com. And trick your kids, I'm sorry, uh, inspire your kids uh, into uh, eating their vegetables uh, for once as well. BrickHouseSteve.com, use promo code Steve to get 15% off of your first order today. BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code Steve, get 15% off. All right, we are back with hour two of today's show. Todd and Aaron are here with me. And I mentioned soon we will not be saying live on The Blaze, on demand at CRTV, because Huge announcement to earlier today. Some of you, I'm sure, have heard about it already. I, I brought it up at the end of the last hour. And uh, just, I don't think the conversations we had like directly led to this, but it was interesting. We were just kind of sitting a bunch of us in a room after the last election, some names you would know, and thinking to ourselves, how are we going to survive in the environment we're in? And one of the key things that came up is we're going to have to figure out ways we're going to work together because if we don't, we're going to hang separately when, uh, unless we decide we're going to hang together, as Benjamin Franklin once famously said. That on our own, and you're going to have a Ben Shapiro at The Daily Wire and a Glenn Beck at The Blaze and a Mark Levin at, uh, at, at CRTV, and these are all huge stars and deservedly so. I've never actually worked for Mark Levin at Conservative Review. I worked here before Mark Levin. I was here long before he came here. Uh, We've just often pointed out in in, in a joking way that we work for Mark Levin in the same way that I guess I would say, um, let me use your favorite team as an example. Devontae Adams doesn't work for Aaron Rodgers. But he kind of does. Sure. No. <laughs> I mean, he he kind of does in that Aaron Rodgers doesn't sign his check. Aaron Rodgers doesn't determine whether he gets drafted or whether he gets franchised. I mean, he works for the Green Bay Packers. But when Aaron Rodgers when says something to you in the huddle, is Devontae Adams gonna listen? I would hope so. Yeah. And because he's earned the status of being Aaron Rodgers. So I don't work for Mark Levin, I never have. All right. But it would be foolish for me not to not to consider Uh, His his positions on certain things doesn't mean I'm going to change mine automatically, but he has he's earned uh, the status of Mark Levin for a reason. And I think because of that, a lot of people have been under the misconception that he runs conservative review in reality, which is why Mark has corrected some people today. He does not. He's never been involved in managerial decisions. We just have a tendency, you know, not to make major decisions without consulting your star player because that's pretty much what any good organization would do. I mean, you don't want to let your star player hold any organization hostage. You also don't want to act like, you know, um, you don't need his input on which people to sign and which people to bring in, et cetera. So all three of these entities can build an audience based off the star power. And if Rush Limbaugh wanted to create an ancillary entity you know, off of, off of his platform and his success, absolutely he could do it, and a few others could too. But the the success level that they could reasonably have on their own in today's environment where certain legacy advertisers just are never going to sign on because of the content, because they don't want to get glitter bombed and, you know, character assassinated by the Think Progress, George Soros crowd, etc. Um, and, and that means and, and then you don't want to get into this situation either where you because a lot of conservative media is, is has Miss Havisham's. If you know your great expectations reference, they have benevolent benefactors. And, and so if you're wondering, you know, like we've talked about, for example, this huge push right now to do the prison reform. And where is that from? Because regardless of your position on it, and I've said this on this show several times in the last week, the amount of people who voted Republican the first Tuesday in November, a month ago, who want this to be the issue they focus all of their energy on on the way out the door of the majority is almost nil. And I will guarantee you anybody who does want this to be their focus has received a check from the Koch brothers because this is one of their landmark issues and they are they are one of the landmark benefactors on the right. And since they are one of the landmark benefactors on the right and whole organizations they underwrite the cost of, whole conservative media platforms would not exist without their bene, without their uh, beneficiary status or benefactor status, I should say. Their priorities are going to be the priorities of those that are getting the results of their, uh, 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 their benefit. And so how do you create an... Uh, if, we're, if, if we're in a competitive environment where it doesn't matter now how many viewers and listeners we can acquire, General Motors and Penney's are never buying ads anymore. And then at the same token, we don't want to have to rely on one or two major benefactors because while that means there's always, you know, the, the the lights are always on, you know, in order to get that money, you gotta kind of adopt their priorities, and and I don't blame them for that. I mean, to you know, the Koch brothers have written enough checks around here. You know what their agenda is. Don't take their money if you don't wanna fo- if you don't wanna follow it. You're not a victim. You know, I don't blame I don't blame the Kochs at all for making billions of dollars and then wanting to determine what the agenda that their political donations goes towards. That's America, baby. But if you want to be independent of that, then you're going to have to come up with a way to to to, to generate enough revenue that justifies your independence, independent of those other sources. And of course, one of the major ways to do it is just to sell it directly to the consumer via subscriptions and all of us doing this separately can do this successfully to an extent, but we're, we're kind of also asking a lot of the same people to subscribe to four or five different things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, it, 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 so then you start creating a situation where you're cannibalizing each other. And that's not any good either. So what is the, what's one of the obvious solutions? It's what's what it's satellite radio took off when Sirius, you you know, why I didn't buy satellite radio for many years is because I'd look at Sirius's lineup and I'm like, oh, I really like that, but I don't really care about that. And then I'd look at XM's lineup and I'm like, oh, I really like that, but I don't care about that. And I'd look at their two lineups and I'm like, there's enough stuff in both of them that I like, but I'm not buying both of them, even if I could afford it. And for a while, I couldn't. Then when the time came that I could afford it, I don't have the time to go back and forth anyway. You know, so I kind of feel like it's more of a donation than a purchase. I'm not gonna, I don't have the time to consume both of these products. And so what did they eventually do? They merged to SiriusXM as now the number one radio market in the radio industry is SiriusXM. And now you don't have to make that choice. And now their numbers have skyrocketed. And we're adopting that model here now in conservative media. There are very few places left where the the, the price of entry and participation doesn't require you to either criticize Donald Trump when he's right or, rip or praise Donald Trump when he's wrong or essentially be a stenographer for a benefactor who's writing the checks from behind the scenes. There aren't too many of those left. And... We don't want those to go away. I don't think most of you watching and listening to us right now do either. On the other hand, none of us are doing this for free. I was really astonished last year when CRTV took us off of Salem and brought us to CRTV. And people were like, well, I was getting the show for free now. Why do I have to pay? And I was astonished because the people saying this, I'm sure, would also claim to be capitalists. And what you're telling me when you were telling, if, you- if you thought when you were listening on the, on the 78 radio station Salem had us on in 2015 and 16, if you're telling me that you thought the show was free, what you're really telling me is you weren't patronizing the advertisers that were underwriting the cost. The show's never been free. None of us are volunteers. It's never been free. Someone's always been paying the freight. And the, the better you can pay, the better talent you will acquire. You know, and so the best way for this to work is to find opportunities for us to be able to work together. And that's why when I got the call over the weekend that CRTV and The Blaze were merging to form Blaze Media, I was relieved, uh, excited, jubilant. Because here's the other thing, too you want to know one of the dirty little secrets as to why it's been so hard over the years to get conservative leaders to to, to coalesce behind one conservative candidate? I'll tell you why. You don't want to know the reason, but I'll tell you what it is. It, it's because if they coalesce behind one conservative candidate, then there's only going to be one development director, not seven. There's only going to be one communications director, not seven. There's only going to be one... You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. That's why. Sometimes candidates enter the race because a block of consultants don't have another avenue to charge. <laughs> I'm not lying. True. Fred Thompson ran for president in 2008. Specifically because, and I'll just tell you the truth, no, we're in, no BS zones. So if, if you want your belly rubbed, we will not be the place for you. I'm out of the belly rubbing business. Fred Thompson ran for president in 2008 with the express purpose of the Dick Cheney wing of the Republican Party. All those consultants had no candidate to work for. They were going to sit out a primary and not make any money.
0: Worst jobs program ever. (laughs) It's true.
1: (laughs) It's absolutely true, guys. It's absolutely true. So... There's a Texas congressman going to prison because he had basically faked running a Senate primary against John Cornyn just strictly to be a fundraising front for a group of conservative operatives or Ron Paul operatives, several of which have also either gotten to prison or house arrest. True. Stop talking about Steve Stockman. It's absolutely true. Sometimes, because you ever wondered, this guy's running for president, but he doesn't do any campaign events. He's out there just selling, doing book tours. Yeah, that's why they're called scam packs, guys. <laughs> okay. The number one reason you don't see this, these, this coalescing is because f- 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 folks would be out of jobs. I, the amount of egos and everything that have to, you, I know it sounds simple, but it's not. The amount of egos and everything else that it takes to get organizations the size of CRTV in the blaze, that takes true commitment to a greater cause. And for for Tyler Carden at The Blaze and Gaston Mooney at C R T V to get this done, nothing short of extraordinary. Because it's one of those things when you're sitting in the cheap seats. You know how many of you have emailed me in the last year? Why aren't you guys like merging together? Why are you forcing oh, no me? Kidding. Why are you for? I can't afford four subscriptions. Why are you guys cannibalizing? I know, because I used to be in your position saying stuff like this, and I was saying this about SiriusXM a few years ago. You guys are forcing me to, if you were together, here's the thing, if you guys joined together, I'd, I'd let you charge me more money. Because then I'd get everything I want, and it's worthy of paying for it. But, but now you're nickel and dime me, and I can't afford this, and I want some of that, and I don't want that. What if you guys work together? I, out in the, when, you're the, in the, when you're on the consumer side of this, that sounds so simple. But when you're on the, the producer side... It's not always simple. And I I just, it it takes a tremendous amount of egoless effort to to get something like this done. And it's going to be, I think, hugely beneficial. Now you're going to pay one subscription. You're going to get all the programming at all of these, uh, at, 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 at both of these platforms. And here's what I love the most about it too, is when Gaston told me over the weekend That the branding for this is going to be the most pro-America, pro-free speech platform that's out there. Here's why I love that. Do you know what conservative means? Not much anymore. I don't know what it means. Now, I think it means conserve. Like A word always means its root word, is what it means. But nowadays, it... It means everything and nothing. And so what I love about this is, you know what? If we're doing what's in the best interest of the American people and you can generate an audience with it, you're free to say it. And we don't have to agree on everything. I love that idea. I love that approach. One of the things for Christians I think I've, is, is the mistake we make a lot is the idea that we need to work with people who agree with us on everything. Oh, that's a bad idea. Hey, if you can, you want the number one reason you're working with somebody is that they have the exact same motivation as you. And motivation is not the same as beliefs, by the way, guys. Okay? There are plenty of Republicans you've elected who believe the same things you do, but they are not motivated like you. They're motivated for re-election. They're motivated to get on Fox. They're motivated. You see what I'm saying? They have the same beliefs, but their motivations are not the same. You, the number one thing I've learned is work with people with the same motivation you have. Because if you have the same motivations, then then you'll that's where you can find the common ground. I don't need everybody to have the exact same positions on, on, on Christian doctrine that I do. I need them to have the same motivations. Because if we have the motivations, if I can meet the expectation of your motivation and you can meet the expectation of mine, like give me, I'd rather work for the landlord in the in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, rent, 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 because I know what he wants. But if it comes down to, do we have the same beliefs? Well, I don't know. Man, you ever watch Christians talk theology on Facebook? Oh boy. Yeah. I'm not sure we want the, we all have the same beliefs standard to be the, standard. How about we have the same motivations? Here's our motivations. We want to preserve this, the last best hope for freedom in this world before the return of Christ or, and we want to give people the freedom to say what's on their minds. And if they can monetize it, then they get to keep saying it. And if they can't, then they're just going to have to say it somewhere else. You know what I love about that? The simplicity of of its objectivity. That's what I love about it. That's where in my career, when I, had to, when I had to satisfy people's beliefs, that's always when I get into trouble. When I, had to, when I had to meet their productivity bottom line, I can live with that. And I think that's where we do our best work is not when everybody's beliefs line up, but when their motivations do. Because motivation is really what you believe anyway. You may verbalize something over here, but that which motivates you to act is what you actually believe. You guys, thoughts on the big news today?
2: Well, I mean, it's certainly, like you said, it's this is from the consumer standpoint. Like, I don't, I don't blame folks for what. Oh boy, you know, uh, there are choices. People, um, people, you know, want both Glenn or us or you know others at CRTV as well, um, and to to try to choose between the two, you know, pay, paying a, a, a large fee if you get both. Um, you know, both programming uh, options and, uh, you know, not maybe even having enough time to take advantage of all of that. It's like you were saying, I feel like I'm giving a donation to be able to merge those together and save people a lot of money and, um, you know, be, be able to have the great amount of selection that we do. And we're going to actually, as far as the power of our platform, I am, I don't want to get into specifics of, of my hopes, but um, I, I think this is even going to be powerful and available, um, even more powerful than CRTV or The Blaze uh, could have done by themselves mm-hmm. a, as far as the um, ability to propagate this and the, the, maybe even some of the uh, platforms on which to do that. Um, so I'm really excited about the, the, the future of this. And like you said, uh, this is, at the end of the day, to, to pull off something like this, it requires a commitment to a very um a very powerful transcendent uh goal and mission and i really am excited that that is that 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 is that that's going to happen and of course the branding as well blaze just has a really cool logo Uh, let's just let's just be honest We're, we're this is the no bs zone uh let's just be honest so i i like the new branding and getting rid of the word conservative even though that's what we're all about um in in a lot of ways um yeah, it's just nebula, ne- nebulous right now, and uh, you can project whatever you want to upon it. So I think, I think the new branding, those comments are are uh, well founded as well.
0: I remember the first time I kind of said out loud, like, I don't know how long ago it was. What what does this term conservative even mean? And you, you looked at me like, did do, do you see? The name of our company like over my shoulder here and, and you're right to point that out too but it's it it where where does we have to ask yourself as honest question if and that's the best part about this uh, relationship uh no unnecessary silos it's the best of the big tent iron can now sharpen uh iron and we can ask that question it, it's an honest question what is the branding of that one term regardless of the principles that it, it embodies what is it good for? Where does it take us? Uh, I don't. I don't know if that would Steve. You'd better know better than I. And I don't know if you know if that had anything to do uh, with this uh, at all. Because we will be called Blaze Media. We're still going to fight for all of the same things. Um, and and to to kind of flip a phrase that Steve often talks about. This is my shocked face on this. This 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 shows a level of articulation and action for the big fight ahead. That quite frankly, you just you look at Twitter every day. Talk, 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 talk. This is this is action. It's it's um it's a good day. It takes.
1: It, it takes a lot of adulting. To to pull this something like this off. Yeah. Um. Because it begins with the idea of shared sacrifice, yep. shared mission, um. Uh, you know, uh, shared leadership, things of that nature. And even though Mark Levin's not and has never really truly been in the management structure of Crtv, I think everybody knows the Blaze is Glenn's, you know, brainchild. It's it's his child. He gave birth to it. And so, the number one thing that is required for something like this to happen is it when when you when one of the parties is the is the brainchild, and and it, of, of a superstar. That, that's it's going to require a level of egolessness that typically you don't find in superstars. And I will say this having gotten to know Glenn. And um, I've always enjoyed working with Mark. I've never actually met Mark. I've always enjoyed working with him, though, because I like direct, and Mark will give you direct. I'm a, and sometimes it's a direct yes, and sometimes it's a direct no. But I like the fact with Mark, I don't ever have to guess. I, I just ask him something, I get an answer, and it's always direct. I, it, again, don't we don't need to just just tell me what you think. I, I haven't had a chance to get hit to know him personally. I have gotten a chance to get to know Glenn personally the last couple of years, and um, you just won't find somebody with that level of of success and notoriety and are in our industry that is as egoless and um, devoted to a larger cause than him. And I think that is, uh, that's the first step to something like this happening. Uh, And then you've got to get the guys who are going to be making the daily decisions. And in this case, it's Tyler and it's Gaston. You got to get them to decide uh, to, you know, be willing to find out where great minds think alike and iron sharpens iron and all the other phrases we've thrown around here. But um, I'm I'm tremendously excited by this. And, uh, I, and and maybe in some small way, the fact that we started this merger with this show kind of unofficially on October 15th and we've worked so well together. I wonder, no one's told me this, I kind of wonder if we were maybe the...
2: Cause oh, no, I, this is all our... Yeah, we're just going to take credit for
1: this. (laughs) Well, this isn't also something where, like, you know, one of the guys, Gaston or Tyler, called each other up, like, last Tuesday and said, hey, what do you think about this? And they got it all worked out in a week. I wonder if, you know, no one's told me this. I kind of wonder if maybe this was like a test tube. We were the Petri dish to see, you know, the trial balloon, to see if this kind of an arrangement could work on a regular basis. Um, Let's see how much insufferable they can take. (laughs) And maybe if that's true, that's why they started with us. No one's going to push the boundaries of this relationship than this show will. So if we can live together with Dace on the air, then I think it's pretty much all downhill from here. Is that what I hear you saying? Preach. uh, There is some, there is, there's there's probably uh, some truth to that. You know, and I'm, and and you know, Aaron, you should be really excited because I've been down to that facility they have down there in Dallas a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And they have some really cool state of the art kind of stuff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you're make.
1: gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get some access to a uh, to next level uh, tech from what I've seen.
2: Oh, they've down all, there. Oh, I, I I think I've said this before. I think I said this on the first but working with the crew at the Blaze and they they have their own team, Ron and Christian behind the scenes. We don't let them talk, but um, boy, uh, top notch. Yeah, Ron is talking in my ear now, but um, <laughs> they have they have a top-notch team, not only a top-notch team, but the amount of technical support that they've Everything, uh, I've launched a lot of new shows or changed shows in the time that I've been with you, Steve, or just changed formats and things like that. There's never been something like this with uh, the seismic shift and what needed to be done technically behind the scenes and just getting things together. There's never n- not been a show yet that's had this much have to change and has gone so smoothly, Not to say that there were no hiccups, but has gone so smoothly um, as has been with uh, the Blaze um, and when we when we hooked up with them. So, yeah, you don't need to tell me. I mean, this is this is already good. And I'm glad that uh, glad that this relationship is not only going to continue, but expand.
1: All right. So here's what we're going to come back. A whole bunch of people are pleading guilty to lying about something. That there's no evidence we that we have no evidence of. That's true too. That's absolutely true. Okay, <laughs> including the president's original national security advisor, his private attorney. Some prominent people are pleading guilty to lying about his campaign manager. Some prominent people are pleading guilty to lying about stuff. We don't have any evidence of. All right. So I don't get the math. This doesn't make any sense. And and number three, Michael Cohen has turned on the guy that with the most power in the relationship. Robert Mueller has a lot of power. He can't pardon him. The president can. That's also stipulated as well, right? And so we spent some time on Friday. This doesn't make any sense to me. And we're just trying to figure this out loud. And I thought Todd's theory of these guys just all lie as part of their natural habitat is is, as likely of an answer as possible. But there's been an alternative hypothesis postulated over the weekend. Well, first,
0: he totally accepts my theory. Yes, And then he builds on it. Yeah, yeah. When
1: he basically says, because what you said is correct. Right. Because what you said is correct, this is the end game we're going towards. And since if this is since this story, regardless of whether this theory is correct or not, is going to sadly probably dominate a lot of what we're going to talk about next year and the way we're going to talk about it, I, I think, in it, given how much we spent time we spent on it Friday, this new information we need to discuss. And then I think if that theory is correct, it begs a question I want to ask the audience when we come back, because what Andrew McCarthy at National Review is 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 throwing out there. He's a former federal prosecutor, so he has a little experience in this arena. Um, what he's throwing out there is that Robert Mueller is not pursuing a prosecution because if he were, he wouldn't have so many of guys who would go on to be key witnesses pleading guilty to lying, which then ruins or hinders their potential credibility as witnesses. He's actually not pursuing a prosecution. He's pursuing a political report. And, and, and that the, the end game of that political report uh, is something we'll talk about when we come back here in a few minutes, uh, live on the blaze, on demand at CRTV. And if indeed we are talking about a political report, well, I think that begs a question for our audience to answer. Is there anything in this report that could change your mind about what the outcome of this report should be? 888 900 We'll open up the phone lines when we come back. Stay tuned. Hey, if you missed it earlier, don't get shocked. Don't get scammed. Protect your most valuable investment, your own home. That title is a target for criminals now. It's called home title fraud. They're looking to jack your home title in order to get access to that equity and liquidate it for themselves when it's your asset. It's your investment. You've earned it. Don't be their latest victim. Check with Home Title Lock. Uh, they will put a virtual barrier around your home's title for just pennies a day. That's all it will cost. Any sinister activity whatsoever. They're on it right away. And and because they want to see how many of our audience they can protect from being the latest victims of this new fad in, uh, in the criminal underworld, it's a free report and scan right now. HomeTitleLock.com. If you go there right now, they will check to see whether anyone's looked at your home title whatsoever. If it's been a target whatsoever for free, you can sign up for that free title report and scan at HomeTitleLock.com. Pardon me. That's normally a hundred dollar value and it's free right now at HomeTitleLock.com. All right. If you go to our Facebook page, you're going to see on our wall, column from Andrew McCarthy. Um, and I'm going to allude to it a little bit here. I'm not going to get into all of it, but I would urge you read all of it. And, and it's the best fill in the blank for all the missing links we were trying to do the math with on the round table on Friday. There, there is an excerpt of it though that I am going to share with the audience. All right, These again are the words of Andrew McCarthy, former federal prosecutor, writing for National Review. And, and his hypothesis is that Robert Mueller is not putting together a criminal case. He's compiling a political report. McCarthy writes, politics is a seamy business. Pauls want to think of themselves as public servants, but they spend lots of time with their hands out, either pleading for money or collecting information that might compromise an opponent. Successful politics requires horse trading and compromise. So Pauls are forever explaining how they can actually be against something they voted for. A lot of this is embarrassing stuff. Consequently, when people in and around politics get caught practicing politics, they often lie about what they've done. This is your theory, Todd. Politics is not a crime, of course. Consequentially, if you criminalize politics, if you turn a prosecutor loose to investigate political campaign activities, you are apt to find unsavory conduct that is not criminal, but that some people will then lie about. Mueller is turning such lies into guilty pleas for three reasons, McCarthy says. First, he is not going to indict the president, which would precipitate a trial at some point. The convicted liars are not going to be jury trial witnesses. So Mueller is not concerned about their lack of credibility because they're admitted liars, which means they lack credibility. The report he is compiling will detail disturbing and thus politically damaging connections between Trump associates and Kremlin cronies. But there will be no collusion crime and thus no charges and no need for witnesses. Second, with the media as his biggest cheerleader other than Jeff Flake, the false statement, please create the illusion of a collusion crime and thus appear to vindicate Mueller's sprawling investigation. As I've previously explained, the game works this way. The media reports that Mueller is investigating Trump-Russia collusion and that dozens of people have been charged or convicted. But the media omits that no one has been charged, much less convicted of any crime involving collusion between Trump and Russia. Indeed, even on Friday's plea, Cohen admits he was colluding with Russia, including the, the press secretary of Vladimir Putin. But nowhere in the conviction does it say the collusion was with the intent of impacting or influencing the election. That's why I say the original Russian collusion narrative. That was the original narrative, man, was it not? Yes. That they were colluding with Russia in order to change the outcome of the election. Yes. That is never said in the plea that was entered on Friday. It's left open. Which means they could have just been colluding in a way that Michael Cohen was trying to keep Trump's business deals with Russia a secret to avoid looking politically embarrassing. But I have to believe, and I think it's common sense, that if Mueller could make the case that Cohen was having these contacts with Russian authorities specifically to impact the outcome of an election, don't you think he would have said so?
0: Well, that's what I said out loud. I I would have hoped so. Otherwise, what— What is the point of all this? So
1: there was some form. So Cohen admits to some form of Russian collusion, but the but but was admitted on Friday is not the again the original. That's why I keep using that. I'm trying to be as precise as I can. Mm -hmm. He nowhere in there is the precise original Russian collusion narrative. This is what McCarthy is alluding to. All right. Saying, hey, the media reports Russian collusion, but then doesn't tell you that people are pleading guilty to colluding with Russia on things that the Russia collusion was never actually about influencing the election directly, for example. The great mass of people who do not follow the news closely come away thinking a Trump-Russia collusion crime is an established fact by now. Mueller must be tightening the noose around Trump because he's already rolled up a bunch of the apparent accomplices. Third, defendants convicted of making false statements are very useful because Mueller is writing a report not preparing for a jury trial convicted liars never get cross-examined in a report nor do they give the bumpy inconsistent testimony you hear in a courtroom instead their version of events is outlined by a skilled prosecutor who writes well and knows how to make their stories sing in perfect harmony they will sound far better in the report than they ever would on the witness stand we've already gotten a taste of this in the offense narratives Mueller has incorporated in each guilty plea if you read the criminal information in Cohen's case and ask yourself whether Mr. Fixer could have recited matters with such clarity as one example. Here, moreover, there is bonus. There is a bonus for the special prosecutor. He knows that the legitimacy of his investigation is under attack allegedly driven by politics rather than evidence of a crime. But the convictions he has amassed, even if they are only for false statements or otherwise unrelated to the Trump-Russia rationale for the investigation, prove that many people Trump brought into his campaign were corruptible and of low character. That is without repute, right? Yeah. Say the least. Or dispute, I should say. Mueller, the career Justice Department and FBI man, will definitely use this fact to argue that suspicions about these people, and hence the investigation, were fully justified even if, thankfully, there was no prosecutable Trump-Russia conspiracy. Trump's Republican and conservative critics will cheer, figuring the president and his rogues gallery had it all coming. Democrats will cheer, knowing this would never happen to them. That's the excerpt of Andy McCarthy's tour de force over the weekend at national review that is linked up on our Facebook wall. Here's what I want to ask the audience. And then I'm going to start by asking the two of you. 888 933 Let me get my caller screener here. Otherwise known as my cell phone. 888 933 3393 Let's assume we're going to go with Andy McCarthy's theory. Cause it's, it's the only one that comes close to, to, answering all the things that just don't add up. This is about sending a political report to Congress, not about a criminal prosecution. And it's going to be very one-sided because nobody here has been cross-examined. Now, if it leads to impeachment proceedings, which I believe it will, you'll get some cross-examinations then. Is there anything in this report that Mueller could write That would cause you to say, you know, I'm open. I'm open to action here. I otherwise wasn't beforehand. And the reason why I'm asking you in this audience, because it's going to be folks like you in an audience like this that could ultimately determine how many Republicans go along with this. Because you know all the Democrats are. And and it's going to be folks like you like many of you in an audience like this who are who are genuinely conservative generally supportive of the president but have reservations about his behavior and stuff at times meaning you're not you're not in the hardcore the the, the president can do no wrong crowd you may very well be the kinds of voices that your elected republicans are going to be sitting in testimony regarding Mueller's report most of next year are likely going to be gaging one of these numbers to see where the wind blows. So is there anything in this molar report that could come out that would make you think, you know, I just can't I can't do that. Uh, there needs to be accountability for that. 888-933-93 is the number. 888-933-93 Todd and Aaron, let me turn this over to you first. Aaron, I'll go to you first.
2: Well, first of all, um, th- that piece from Andrew McCarthy puts it does uh, it puts a lot of things in perspective, uh, especially about the way this has been handled. Now, again, going back to being to adulting, um, making distinctions, uh, multitasking, understanding that multiple things can be true at the same time. No matter what, no matter what the outcome is, I want to put this at the out front, or at the at the at the front. No matter what the outcome of this is, I've established it pretty well. I think the way that Robert Mueller has handled this entire investigation, this entire special counsel, has been uh, swampy. And that's about the best way that I can put it. Mm-hmm. He has, and we've gotten into that over and over again. So no matter what the outcome of this is, whether it uh, changes my feelings towards uh, we need to get the president out of here, uh, we need to impeach him, we need to remove him, or whether it's just this is we knew this all along, uh, the way this has been handled has been um, just reprehensible. Uh, in fact, and in, in my mind, I'm going to alter your question just a little bit. What could what what could um, end up in the report that would change your mind? Because right now, I think everybody, uh, I, I'm in agreement with you. I should say that this is going to end up with some sort of impeachment um, going through the House. Um, what could change my mind from not caring to caring in the negative, caring in the negative meaning uh, the president, I don't want him to be there anymore, not just I'm ambivalent towards it, I don't want him to be in office anymore, is mm-hmm. if there's actual evidence of the original uh, alleged crime being committed, meaning collusion by a hostile foreign government in American elections at the behest of a campaign for president. If there's something like that in that report, that would change my mind because that's scummy. That's just about it. Anything else is blue dress territory, which we've already gotten into. And again, it's a cautionary tale about these special councils. Short of that, beyond that, I think it's just, I mean, pictures of goats, uh, you know, farm animals, What's what, you know, that stuff aside, of course, that's there's always bad stuff, but it needs to actually be uh, evidence of some sort of collusion
1: so what i hear you saying is if the best we have is just a bunch the, of liars the president is a terrible person and most of the people are around him are a terrible person if we're impeaching on that standard we're going to empty out the yeah, halls of you congress wake
2: up, real you, quick you wake up yesterday robert Mueller. come on now okay todd what about
1: you
0: yeah i, I can't imagine uh, we're still in Nothing burger territory. And, you know, anytime I wake up in the morning and read an article and it
1: can I can help me clarify, because I want to make sure the audience hears what you mean and not what they just thought you said. Nothing burger as in these people suck. We already know that being a terrible person though yeah. doesn't mean you're guilty of, of right. high crimes and misdemeanors right. this is okay. the,
0: my uh, and I'm glad you asked that because instantly the proper way my uh, I am in uh, Brett Kavanaugh land it's it's very very similar none of us were endorsing Brett Kavanaugh as a great choice uh, to be Supreme Court justices but there were principles at stake uh, where you simply don't disparage his character just so he can't be on the court so we went to uh, the defense of that this is a nothing uh, burger in, in that there's no the original crime is not there, so we are in this land of bad people doing terrible things. That is the default. That is Republican versus Democrat, Democrats versus terrible Republican. Everybody doing yes.
1: terrible things to other terrible people, terribly. There's a silver lining, though, in
0: all this and that if this just is – even if it's an overtly political document, at least unlike with the Supreme Court – we sometimes talk about both these things, both the Supreme Court uh, and these special counsels as uh, kind of uh, lawless. But here at the very least, even if this is an overtly political document, at least it goes back to Congress where this is supposed to be. And they can make their choices. And if they decide to make a horse's ass out of themselves with impeachment hearings that ultimately end up looking like the Brett Kavanaugh scenario where we are basically just all we are doing is having the 2016 election over again, if that's what people want to do, um, that's where the it's going to be incredibly stupid. But that's where the stupid at least should be starting in the halls of Congress.
1: Let's go to the phones, find out what you think. 888 900 Let's squeeze a couple of these in quickly before we get out of here today. Diane in Pennsylvania, let us start with you. Diane, is there anything Mueller could put in his report that would cause you to say, you know what, maybe I'm reconsidering my laissez-faire about this?
3: All, as I was listening to you, the only thing I thought of was this report, um, if it goes as a, as a political report, Trump has no defense So he has no defense unless it goes to impeachment hearings. Otherwise, it can just be used to trash him, to say he should have never been elected. Yep. And, and yeah, so that, her point is that it's her point
1: it. is your your point is that it's that it, it can if the Democrats were smart, they wouldn't go to impeachment and just use this as their 2020 Oppo research where it requires where it doesn't stand up to any uh, uh, um cross examination like it would in an impeachment. Is that what you're saying, Diane?
3: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. At this point, a report he has no defense, but.
1: But that's a good point. So maybe
3: yeah. impeachment's the best way, because then we'll get more like Todd just you said. Would cl- you would get clarity. To Congress. Yeah.
1: yeah, it would get clarity. That's a good point, Dan.
2: Thanks for the call. It. Todd, Trump quickly. would rather
0: have this. He wants the straw man. He'd rather have it. The reverse of yeah. what she's
1: talking yeah, about. Trump always needs the foil. He I needs, agree.
2: He needs content. First Twitter feed. Yep. I agree.
1: Let's go to John in New Jersey next year. Live on the Blaze on demand at CRTV. Soon to be Blaze Media. John, what do you think?
3: Uh, Steve, thanks for taking my call. Uh, quick shout out to you guys. I have listened to you since uh, AM nine forty KXTK in two thousand three. I was John wow. Clarion. I'd listened to you on WHO Radio. We actually had lunch one time uh, in July twenty ten at Palmer's. You had some bad peanut yeah, butter. It's a long time. And you've
1: been around for a long time, man. Which is I'm gonna run. Out of, good to hear your voice. I, don't, I just want to make sure you get your opinion before I run out of time. So, what's your view I, on this? Yes.
3: Uh, the, uh just wanted to congratulate you on the merger. I've been praying for that to happen for a couple of years. I think if the report happens uh, and it comes out the way Andrew McCarthy lays out – you guys are going to see Trump double down on being all Trumpy all the time. He is then going to try and find dirt on other people and come out with his own reports to trash those people because there is no one who loves to go deeper into the muck and the mire than the pig who loves the swamp itself.
1: That's, you know, that's another good point, John. Thanks for the call is, is this one of the is this a mutually assured destruction thing? You know what I mean by that? Yeah. I, Where if 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 we're going to say we're going to hold Donald Trump accountable for all the slimy stuff and all the slimy associations we all have. Yeah. Well, he's got his own, he's got the number 1 cable news network in his back pocket <laughs> and point. billions of dollars that was my and he's 70 years old he doesn't care if he wins or loses you, why not just this is why not turn this into the elmo gift that 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 you guys yeah, love yes. so much up the 18, and, just, 12. and yes and just say you know what man just change my name to to kerosene yeah. cuz that's how you that's how we doing him. this
0: you have said this a 100 times you can't outshame him the democrats are going to get this file and it's going to be purely political and they're going to say um, haven't we done this before and didn't we light ourselves on fire with this? I mean, really, it's this is not going to be an easy call no matter what it says, as long as it doesn't say official Russian collusion. If they are remotely adulting, and that's questionable if they're going to do that on the left, they're going to say, "Can we? can we win this game?
1: I have to believe if you can't put in the report and have it be credible that any of these nefarious associations of Trump's specifically led to influence peddling or influence in the outcome of an election without any convictions along those lines leading up to the release of the Mm -hmm. report, right? Right. Like you can't just have we lied to Congress about other tertiary things or for the things, which by the way, I'm fine with everybody who lied under oath all paying the penalty for it. I think we all are. I'm not sympathetic to any of these people who lie. And also I'm confident we are going to find out that Donald Trump
0: did something just as icky as as, uh, President Clinton in the office with Monica Lewinsky. It's not going to be sex, but it's going to be something that's just like, that's just wrong, Donald Trump.
1: We'll probably see something like that, but it won't be... The crime we talked about originally. So you can't have you can't have no convictions right. w- along the and then and then and then and then claim in the report that it went down yeah. when you had two years and no convictions along those lines. Yes. A
2: crime happened, but we have no evidence of that happening right. is, is basically what they would be alleging.
1: See, this is something I hadn't thought of. You guys are all pretty smart. I'm gonna have to think about this more. Because is the, are the Democrats really sure if this is where it ends, that this is really where they wanna go? Because man, a, a, a narcissistic billionaire with nothing to lose is a dangerous opponent to have. John three seventeen.
0: This is Steve Dace
3: on the Blaze Radio Network.